We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Midday show. You, Douglas, Joe, Gilio, Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us. Is today Thursday or Wednesday? No, today's not Thursday. Okay, Wednesday. tomorrow starts. What do you got going on? Oh, nothing. I was just trying to check out, you know, sometimes these days run together. Yeah. Especially when you don't shave on the regular. You know, you that, that's on you. Go. Email, yeah. shaves, yeah. Yeah, just don't do that. Yeah. Now, today is a Wednesday. We got a press conference coming up, a big one. One hour from right now on WIP, Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman, the end of the season press conference. And I'm hoping that people like Howard Eskin, Elliot Shore Parks, ask the hard questions today. I mean, the questions that need to be answered. Eskin, you're a dope. Yeah, hopefully not a dope today. Yeah, well, he has been in the past. All right, Hugh, let's have a little discussion here. What do we want to hear from these guys today? What what questions do you want answered when these guys take the podium today? What the hell? What, what the hell happened to y'all, man? <laughs> the hell, how the hell y'all break down the way y'all did this this late in the season? Who who was the issue, coach? Like that's the question I asked. Like what what were you doing? Like what happened? What happened, dog? Seriously, what happened? We might need to get Hugh down there. I know that, listen, that was a good question. That's what like, happened to y'all. See, the problem we set is the this. whole tone. If that's the first question, what the see, hell the, happened? The problem is this. Like when I think of press conferences, too much like grown folk stuff. I ain't trying to do nothing grown. We, we allow Howard down like, well, well, you know, Howard's probably got a suit on. Oh, wait, Elliot, all right, so let's just clear this and up. And Elliot has on a cashmere sweater. Yeah, all right, so when you say grown folk stuff, you just mean dressing presentably. I don't want to look presentable. I just want to go. I want to look like I look now. Unkept. You know what you want? You know what, you know what Hugh said? <laughs> Hugh basically wants the Zoom era of press conference. I just want to be back. like, yo, coach, what the, what the hell happened? Like, just ask him, dog, seriously. What happened at the end of the season? Why did your team collapse? Did you lose the locker room? Huh? I, I I think Kyle's right. We got to get you down there. Let's get you a pair did of Howie pants and get down to come, there. Did Howie have to come down there and get this thing right, man? Did how was Howie down there policing the coaches? Did Howie really tell you that you had the wrong defense on the field? All right, here's what I need to know. Those are all great. I love them all. I mean, I, I want Hugh. I'm with Kyle. We got to get Hugh down there and saying what the hell happened. Questions I want answered today. Whose decision was it to change defensive coordinators? And when the response is, and you know this is going to be the response, everyone, they're going to say, well, it's collaborative. You know, what the, you know what the next follow-up should be? Whose idea was it first? Right? Did Nick Sirianni go to Howie and Jeff and say, I think we need to make a change of defense? And they said, all right, Nick, let's, let's talk about this. Or did Howie and or Jeff go to Nick and say, hey, Nick, I think we can talk about the defense. I think we can get down to this to the degree. Who decided during the course of the season to hire Matt Patricia? Like, whose decision? I, I would ask that one first. So they'll respond, it was collaborative. So then I would respond to that, whose idea was it first? Like, who broached okay, the subject? Okay, that's what you was at. Yeah, that's what like, you Like, okay. who broached the subject? And then who decided at the time when – you? who decided to make Coach decide to scapegoat? That would be my second question. <laughs> like, I'm being, am I being too aggressive in my, in my wording? No, these are good questions. Uh, I mean, but no, he's not going to answer. So here's one I have. Uh, A.J. Brown said that he and Jalen Hurts freelance at the end of the Seattle game. How often did that happen? Ooh, I got one. Go ahead. How often did you cover for the mistakes of the quarterback? Because he said, you know, they, they would go off and do their own thing a lot of times. How, if you could count on one hand, how many times did Jalen just go off and go renegade on you? 
How many times was that? Nick had said, uh, I think on an interview with Joe and John a few weeks ago, that at times he would uh, be part of the play calling process. Can I? Was that often, or was that just a one-off, or or did you call some of the plays? I think some of these questions that we're going to ask Joe would, be, would definitely get us kicked out of the press conference. Because you know what? One question I would have because I keep hearing this all the time: Are you a puppet? <laughs> Oh, was that? Is yeah, that, you, well, that you would, wouldn't get the would, mic back after no, that. Definitely no, definitely. That Bob would probably look at me as as cool as me and Bob is. He'd probably punch me in the face after that one. Like, how dare you ask that question? I would ask about Jalen Hurts' health. Is surgery scheduled? What is where? What is his health status as the season is done now? Does he need a procedure on his knee, or is this just a bruise and he's fine? Oh, I got another. Go one. ahead. He, he was ready for the press conference. Ooh. Are you satisfied with your quarterback's coach? Uh, are you satisfied with your quarterback's uh, leadership style? It's a good one. You know what I mean? Like these are questions that have been asked all year long, and then you got to gauge it because nobody's gonna. All these questions that I'm asking, nobody's gonna answer. But I can ask them and just see how they respond to them. Because if it's a bunch of him and Han and all this other stuff, then you kind of know that there was something there. I like to better I, to better dress that question up. I would say, coach. There's a lot of speculation that Jalen Hurts' leadership style did not mesh well with the organization. Is there any truth to that? That's a that's a pretty grown up way to ask the question, mm-hmm. right? I think that it's, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's not that's not bad. I, I probably do need how, how, we that's, have that's a sweater and a pair of pants kind of question. You know what? I'm, I need to go down there, man. Let me write these questions down. Like ask the question: Did you have a problem with your quarterback's leadership style? And when, like. Okay, where did the conversation go like when you told Coach Desai that you were about to demote him? I'm just saying, you have enough time to leave here and head down there. Hugh Douglas is up and running. I think if anybody's down there listening, they probably wouldn't let me. Lock the doors. (laughs) Don't let him in. He's an idiot. He's about to ask all these questions, and it's just going to be off the rails. It's probably going to be a scrum down there, though. I would assume that there's a lot of reporters and everything that they have some of these questions that are similar to the ones that I'm asking. It's going to be a scrum. Now, working in our favor, if we do send you, you're bigger than everybody else there that's asking questions. You could just bump everybody out and take the microphone. I could do that, but you that'd could. be a bad look. Though. I know, but... You know, and I already got two strikes, man. But, and I got that... You know, I got a reputation of like working I, well I, with I others. I hear you. But I'm just I'm saying... Trying to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to distance myself from that old Hugh Douglas. Like, I'm trying to... You I'm know, just saying, have you seen me, you know some of the people that cover the Eagles? You can muscle them out for the, for the mic, and they you ask the questions you want to ask. <laughs> Anything Tell for the show. Opinion. Anything for the show. Yeah, I didn't mean Elliot in particular, but I'm just, I'm just saying. You don't um, think you could muscle out Elliot for I, a month? I do. Uh, I also want to know this. New coordinators, they've already interviewed you know, reportedly both uh, Cliff Kingsbury and Gerard Johnson. Nick, is a new coordinator going to run your offense, or are you open to someone else coming in and putting their offense in? I think that's a major question here. That's a good question. As we move forward, whose offense is this going to be? And I also want to know if they think Jalen Hurts is capable of running a different kind of scheme, or do we have to just do the RPO thing? Or like everyone wants the Shanahan scheme, right? You know, McVay is McVay, Shanahan. It's all from the same tree, right? It's the old Mike Shanahan scheme that's evolved. I mean, half the teams in the league have it now. We don't have it here. Can we do that? I mean, Ross asked that question yesterday to us. I thought it was really interesting. Do, do the Eagles think Jalen is capable of running that kind of offense and doing it at a high level? Uh, I, I think he could. I mean. I think that offense makes quarterbacks look better than they maybe actually are. I mean, you know, Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, these guys, you wouldn't put them in the Josh Allen Mahomes category, mm-hmm. yet they put up big numbers in those kind of offenses. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's part of well, it. Well, I, I, I feel like your quarterback is, is the evolution. Like, we know Jalen has the, the, the ability. 
to make big plays. We saw that. He was in the running for MVP of, of the Super Bowl if they had won it. Let, let, so we know that. I think if you kind of, for lack of a better way of saying it, dumb it down a little bit and allow him to get comfortable as he progresses through this, then you can open up, up the offense a little bit more. I, if there was a knock that I have on this offense this year and what it looked like, it looked like they put too much on his plate too early. And I understand part of that comes from and somebody's in the car tomorrow, well, you gave him $250 million. Yes, yes, you did. And you expect a lot from your quarterback, but you can help him out tremendously too if you put him in a situation to have more information and be successful by putting him in a successful offense that allows him to have those check downs and, and, and have a strong running game. I, I think that just because he makes – like the thing that bothers me is when people say, oh, well, he's making $250 million. Like he isn't a young cat that put himself in position to make that $250 million. He still has to grow as a quarterback, and you still have to help him reach his full potential. That's what a coach does. You know, Jalen's put in all the work to put himself in the position to make the money. But a coach, a good one, is going to put you in position to be better and to reach your ultimate potential. Yeah, I'd also ask Howie if he thinks the Super Bowl window is still open. I mean, they, they, if you add the season together, they played like a mediocre team, right? They played bad at the end. They played, they won a lot in the beginning, but it was flawed. They ended with a negative point differential when you had the playoff game in. I would ask him, do you still think this is a Super Bowl contender? Because that influences the entire offseason. I think so. If they think they need to retool this thing, then they're going to take a sledgehammer to this roster and, and start, you know, I'm not saying from scratch, but kind of rebuild it up, and it may take two years. Kyle, what do you want to hear from Howie and, and Nick today? So if they called on me, I think my very first question would be, who do you think you are <laughs> to Nick? Uh, no, but uh, so, like, if I were able to give them true serum and get an actual legitimate answer mm-hmm. to something, because we know what it's going to be, a bunch of lip service nonsense up there today, if I could get a real legitimate answer, I think I would want to know What's the relationship between Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown actually like right now? Is Are they good? Is Jalen Hurts and the rest of the team good? Is Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni good? Like, what is the personal relationship now between them as compared to what it was like last year? I think it's a great question. Um, and with, you know, off of an A.J. topic and, and idea, I would ask Howie what I've been saying out loud all day today. Do you think you could build a Super Bowl team allocating even more money to offense? Devontae's going to want a contract. That, that story's going to come out in the next five weeks, that his agent's going to say, hey, can we work out an extension? And that extension is not going to be cheap. It's going to be – No, he's going to want to get paid. It no. starts at $25 million, and my guess is it's more, which means he'd be the highest-paid receiver, not A.J. Brown. I've never, I haven't seen a team yet that pays a rece- two receivers, a quarterback, and offensive linemen. Lane makes a lot. If Kelsey decides to come back, that's a lot for a, a center. I just don't know if you could pay that much on offense and field a real defense. So you can get on me if I miss this. And uh, my next question or one of my questions would be like in full transparency, to what degree do you blame the head coach? And to what degree do you blame the quarterback for the way that this season ended? I would like to know from Howie's perspective. You could also add, how, what degree do you blame yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Like who, how, pie chart, Howie. Give us the pie <laughs> yeah. chart of blame here. How much blame do you get, Howie? 100%, man. Well, that'd be a good answer by him. He would take his quarterback and his coach off the hook. Hundred percent. All it's all on me, says Harry. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Back to the phone lines here. What do you want to hear today? Press conference two thirty right here on WIP. And of course, your take on Howie. Are you beginning to waver in your confidence as he has to go fix this thing once again? Anthony, South Philly's up. Hey, Anthony. Yo, how you doing? Good, Anthony. You know what I ask him? No. Scott. 
Nothing. Everything out of their mouth's a lie. Why would you ask them anything? They don't talk. They haven't told us the truth all year. So it's just a waste. Of, it's a waste of our time. It's a shame for the fan base. They gave the middle finger to us bringing this guy back. And, and you know who, let me just tell you something, Joe. You know, it finally dawned on me who Sirianni's comparable to. Who is it? A coach I consider a rank idiot whose team won in spite of him, not because of him. He had a four-year run, three playoff appearances, and a Super Bowl. Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer. Yeah, that's, that's who he is. Yeah, Anthony, that's always my go-to when someone says, well, this guy won this. I'm like, well, I watched Barry Switzer win a Super Bowl, and he couldn't coach his way. I, I, yeah, he stunk. He was terrible. Right. And this team's on a never-ending cycle of bottoming out, getting new coaches. we got to get a low sign, loads of free agents every few years because we can't draft the good – good skilled players, and develop them. Look at Green Bay this year. They had 16 draft picks contributing to that playoff run that they had. They you don't I, have anything close I to I know, that. Anthony, I don't know if you saw this. I saw this watching the game, the Cowboy game, the first playoff game. They're the youngest offense to make the playoffs. Like when you add their ages together, I believe since like a, a team in the 70s. It's been 50 years since a team that young on offense made the playoffs. They have a lot of good young players there. That's what you get when you know how to draft, and that's our biggest uh, deficit. We can't draft well, and then we can't develop guys. This is what you wind up with. And when you pay all, all your offenses being paid, the only way you can field a decent defense is with draft picks. And we've got three free agents out there right now, Bayard, our two cornerbacks, that ain't worth a dime. No, and they're getting paid a lot, especially yeah. the corners. And, Anthony, man, we appreciate the phone call. Hugh, your your plan may be where this goes, right? They have to go young on defense. Yeah, you have to. The problem is how he has missed on a lot of picks. Yeah, well, I think you have. I I think you have something, and and, and I would even throw Brown in that in that mix. But Brown, he's hurt. He might not be well, right until November. Well, he might not be. But but I'm just saying, just just in general, looking at yeah, yeah. the people that you have, I think you might have something in Ricks. Like you're not going to get everything that you want. But the thing that I liked about them is that they played aggressive. They play press coverage. They're going to get beat sometimes. That's why you go out. If if there was one position that I would get that that possibly could be available is probably a veteran safety. I would probably I would go young at linebacker. But most of the core group of my guys that I would go out and get, I would draft them and I would let them play. Because you like your defensive line is good. I, I think that you have enough up front where you put some guys behind them. You go get some linebackers. Yeah, they might make some mistakes, but they're going to play downhill for the most part. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because – and you have to get some coaches that are teachers. Like, seriously, teaching like, hey, man, I like this aggression part about it, but you need to do this. Whatever. I think you can win with that because your veteran side of the ball, obviously, is your offense. And that's where you've invested most of your financials on. So they have to be the one that's going to carry the day. So I'm, I just started writing this down as you spoke there about the names. They do have a lot of young, young-ish defensive players they've added in the last couple of years, draft-wise, or they, or one of them they they found a different way. So here's what I wrote down: now, these guys are all, I don't know, 26 and younger. Reed Blankenship, Sidney Brown, Keely Ringo, Eli Ricks, Nicobe Dean, Nolan Smith, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, and then Isaiah Rogers, the corner they grabbed from the Colts that had uh, he got in trouble gambling. There's one issue with this. Hugh, your, your, your idea, right? Because this is what you're talking about, these guys. And then adding some more. How many of those players are we sure really? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good. We don't know. Carter. I but think it's just uh, Jalen Carter. Okay, Car- but, I, I think I, I'm sure Carter's good. But you know what, though? I will say this to that. They're better than they, – I'm willing to take a chance on them from the small sampling size that I've seen as opposed to what I already know about the catch that we had. I agree there. with you. I'm, I'm just wondering if they have to add some veterans through free agency or, or trades because I, I – mean, we, financially, we don't, we're not in that position. Well, you what could, you call him a corpse. You could be in that position. <laughs> I, Hugh, I keep coming back to it. They don't have to spend this much on offense. They could trade some of these guys and get money. Wait a minute. Oh, B- Bayard? We got the corpse of Bayard. You said Did you see him out there in the open field? I mean, it no, was. No, I just think it's funny. You just called this. You called a grown ass man a corpse. Uh, of the player he used to be, he was. You're I mean, just a. This, you're just a shell of yourself. This was the weekend at Bernie's defense. We're holding these guys up. I, They're gonna collapse. I'm willing to go young, Joe. I know. Listen, I've seen like I've seen enough. I didn't watch a lot of college football this year, but I saw enough of those young Thundercats in the secondary that they would do a better job than what I've seen some grown-ass men on our team do. I'm with you. I just – I read that list, right? There's uh, nine players, I said. I'm only sure one is really good. I'm starting Keeley. If it's me, Keeley – I'm going to start Keeley Ringo until he show me he can't play. Yeah, but by then we're three and six. No, I'm saying, <laughs> but this – this, like I said, this offense has to carry today. Has to carry today. Let's talk to uh, – we got Matt and Potsdam. Coming up before we go, we had a great, great song by Joe Conk this morning. we got to let you hear it. I think it's – it sets up nicely as we head to Sirianni and how we're speaking. Matt and Potsdam's got an off-season plan. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, um, Matt. I don't want to spend too much time into some of the stuff about the questions, right? I just want to talk strictly about the Eagles organization with the head coach and what I want to see on either side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, first and foremost, the Eagles have won. And when I say Eagles, I mean Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman. They want a head coach. They don't want a head coach that's identified with one side of the ball or the other, right? And that's a problem with Nick because – through his press conferences, even back when Shane Steichen was calling, he seemed to make it a point to implement himself as, hey, I helped script the first 15 mm-hmm. plays. When we had the problems with Johnson, he kept, you know, this is my offense. And when you look at something like that, that's why Doug isn't here, because Doug kicked his heels in and wanted to keep play calling. The Eagles want a head coach in the sense of a Mike Tomlin, who Mike Tomlin it, from a from a football standpoint, is a defensive guy, even though he was an offensive star in college, and he started offensively on the ball, but he made his bones as a defensive assistant coach. But when you look at the Steelers, they just see him as a head coach, not as a defensive guy or offensive guy. And I think that's what ultimately what the Eagles want. So that's what Nick Sirianni has to morph himself into, is being above an OC or DC and be the head coach. You have a little bit of of each side, but you don't have to identify with either. Here's where I'd like to see them go, right? There's three names offense, and then I'll go three names defense. Both of them are from the same team. I'd like to see them offensively go after Zach Robinson or Mike LaFleur out of the Rams. I think both of them are going to be OCs somewhere. I think we really need to get in the ballgame. Ultimately, I think you're going to see Frank Wright get named as head coach slash assistant, mm. assistant head coach slash OC. That's my opinion. On the defense oh. On the defensive side, we messed up by letting Denard Wilson get out of the building, by firing him and doing what they did. So the first question is, will they swallow their pride and go back and get him from Baltimore? I don't think so. So I got three names. It's either Wink Martindale, because of his experience and what he brings to the table, 
Jim Leonard because of what he has from defensive schemes and the things he could develop. And the other guy that I would love to see here, I think he's a good Philly fit, even though he's not a Philly guy, Al Harris. He would bring the fire to the defensive side. I think he is a tremendous defensive back coach, and he is going to be a D.C. somewhere. We should get him now. But those are the three names. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.